Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. We are thrilled to have you along with us. Today, we're talking about some trends that David Barkley, the VP of Marketing at Tidal, has noticed uh, over the last several months that we're going to talk about when it comes to cashless facilities, especially when it comes to sports venues. So we're going to dive in and talk about this. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Tyler. As always, it's great to be here. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this because this is something I've noticed as well, more and more venues going cashless. And this is something that you've noticed specifically when it comes to some sports venues, especially newer sports venues. So David, kind of lay out what you've noticed and what you've seen out there in the market as you've either attended events or heard stories of people that have, that have gone to some of these newer venues. Sure. And it seems to be, like you said, a very recent trend. And um, I think the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, where the Falcons play, Kind of got this this thing this thing started and they, they talk about cashless stadiums really what that means is um they've set up point of sale terminals that only take credit debit cards or forms of mobile payment such as apple pay and samsung pay and google pay um, and for cash paying customers they've uh, invested in these kiosks they call them you know loosely reverse atms where you actually can if you are a cash paying consumer you can actually put your cash in and out comes a prepaid debit card that can work at, con at those concession stands. So that's that's really what they've done. That's really interesting. So what's the, I guess, what's the point? What's the purpose of this uh, from the perspective of, of these teams? Is there a goal that they're trying to achieve by doing this? Yeah, what they say is they want, um, you know, faster transaction times and therefore lower wait times in line at the concession stands. I mean, that's what they say. Um, but also, um, they actually make more money by mandating those forms of payment because studies indicate that people actually spend more money if they had a debit or credit card versus cold, hard cash. So folks that are on a budget uh, kind of makes it challenging if you're forced to pay with one of those payment methods. Yeah, there is something about just watching cash leave your hand that makes me a little bit more reticent to spend it, right? But when it's this uh, it's almost an imaginary thing that uh, that exists only on a computer or phone screen, it's a little bit different, right? Uh, so actually handing over the 20 is, is much different than just handing over a piece of plastic, I guess. But um, But from your perspective, as you think about what they're doing and that sort of thing, does this miss the mark in any way to you? And if so, how? It goes down to where I, I think consumers value choice, right? And when you when you're when you're telling consumers, look, you know, if if you are a cash paying consumer, we're going to make you take this extra step and use our kiosk to get a prepaid debit card. That's an extra step to them versus, hey, I just want to buy a bottle of water with my five dollar bill. Why, why won't you accept that, right? So yeah. I think it takes in a great way. It takes a choice away from the consumer. Um, in whether it's a sports stadium or any other venue, I, I never think that's really a good thing to do. That's just my my viewpoint of it. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And also, most stadiums I go to, I got to pay for a bottle of water with a ten dollar bill, not a five. So uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's th certainly true in many cases. That's a completely separate issue, but uh, you know. <laughs> That's just been my experience. And so, um, no, that, that's a really good point because there are a lot of reasons why someone might want to use cash rather than a card, right? Um, first of all, there's there's a percentage of the population that is underbanked or unbanked altogether. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But there are also people who use cash as a good way to stay on budget. They pull out a certain amount of cash 
uh, for every month or every period of time. And then they use that cash in a way that, you know, meets their budget. And they know when they're coming to the end of that because they will run out of cash, right? And so there are lots of different reasons why people would use cash. And this seems to kind of I don't want to use the word discriminate, but but almost preclude them from from being able to to take part in you know the different uh, the different accommodations that a stadium might offer. Well, that's very true, and and I think it is somewhat discriminatory because our studies indicate that seventeen percent of Americans are, are unbanked or unbanked or underbanked. Um, that's a lot of people that typically pay their transactions in cash, and if you look at some of the puts stadiums aside for a second, look at the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. There have been uh, published stories of restaurants that have tried to go cashless and it either backfired on them from a consumer feedback standpoint where they had a lot of customer satisfaction issues with doing that. So they reverse course or the city or county that they're in uh, enabled legislation that banned cashless facilities. So if you try to do that, laws are passing, you can't do that anymore because in their minds, it is discriminatory. And if you look at like the state of Massachusetts, for example, they don't allow that. And that's why Fenway Park uh, cannot mandate cashless, a cashless situation in their in their ballpark. They, they can suggest it, but they can't mandate it. So um, it, it really, it's going to continue to be kind of a fight between the authorities that can govern things like that and the, the entities that are are actually doing it today, such as sports stadiums. So it just, it remains to be seen how it's going to all flush out. But, you know, I, I do believe that any entity that says I'm going to be cashless, you're, you're basically telling a fair portion of the population, we don't want you to come in, or if you do come in, we're going to have to make you do some certain things to conduct business here. And again, going back to choice, I'm not sure if that's the, the most optimal approach for consumers. Right. Right. And, and, yeah, no, that that's a that's a great point. That that's a really excellent point. And I'm glad you brought up those numbers about uh, underbanked um, the percentage of the population that that are underbanked because I think that that's really worth uh, discussing and talking about. And so, one of my questions then becomes, you know, if they're trying to make their lines more efficient and get more people through, um, be, and they think that that using cards is a faster, more efficient way of doing that, is there a way that that these facilities can become more efficient in their cash transactions. And, it, you know, do you have any thoughts on that, uh, of ways that that could happen as well? Oh, of course. Yeah. And, 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 um, and these stadiums are right. If, if they don't handle their cash the right way, it can be expensive. Right. And we've seen that not just in stadiums, but just about any entity that handles cash. And that's obviously that's the business we're in. And obviously we have solutions that help uh, make those, uh, hand, make handling of cash much more efficient, much more streamlined, much more transparent. And in fact, I mean, there are some um, basketball arenas, one particular basketball arena, I won't name it, but it's one that's not too far from where you and I sit that have one of our, one or more of our recyclers in their arena because their concessionaires bring the cash to that central location and our recycler helps automate the checking out and checking back in a till. So they figured out, hey, we want it. We want our customers to pay in cash. We want to allow them to, to pay in cash. We're not going to make them jump through extra hoops. But we've had, we've invested in systems that help us automate that. So dealing with cash doesn't have to be problematic. You just need to understand what tools are available and make those decisions the right way to invest in those tools. And I'll go back to the the reverse ATM example. 
that I talked about where a customer can pay, put cash in and get a card, a prepaid debit card. How much are those costing a stadium? It's a great point. They've got those things spread out throughout the stadium and that those aren't cheap, right? So they say, well, we're saving, you know, a couple hundred grand a year. Well, how much did those machines cost? Did you factor that in as well? So mm. you really have to look at the entire spectrum of how your customers want to pay for their transactions and then invest in the right ways to manage each, each and every one. And I also like to bring up the debit and credit card. There's a story that came out recently where uh, I think it was Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas where the Raiders play. Well, they're cashless and they had a big wrestling event over the summer and it made the headlines where their entire system went down. Oof. So nobody can get concessions. Can you imagine that at a, at a big wrestling event in the middle of August where thousands of people are there waiting to get a glass of water or a beer or whatever? Right, right. Can't do it. And not only that, that's that same system failure affected baseball stadiums that use the same system. So that was a really bad day for lots of stadiums that <laughs> were relying on a technological system that failed them. And can you imagine the seaside issues there? Can you imagine that people that, hey, I've got cash. Can I just buy my Cracker Jacks? No, we, you know, sorry, you're yeah. locked out just like everybody else. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that is rough. That is a bad day. That is a bad day for all of them. And also, uh, and just anecdotally, the, I, I think people have cash more often in Vegas than they do maybe anywhere else in their life. Makes no <laughs> yeah, sense that's to a me. Good point. Makes no sense to me that. for that stadium to be cashless. But that's that's <laughs> neither here nor there, right? But uh, it also gets back to the idea of the experience, right? And what these venues are trying to do is create a great, memorable, positive experience for their guests. And if you have a situation where someone just wants to, you know, pay five dollars for a bottle of water and just hand over the five and they can't do that, it, it, that affects the experience as well. So if if people were to come to you, David, and they say, okay, what is your recommendation for these venues, for these stadiums? Um, what would you recommend them to do? If, they, if, if tomorrow a sports team came and said, hey, David, we want to get more efficient. How can we do that? What's your recommendation? Yeah, so I would just go to the very highest level. Look, I, I would like to think as a, as a professional sports organization, you're all about giving your customers choice, right? right? And that includes every you know acceptable form of payment that's legal today. So that's a credit card, debit card, mobile payment, and cash. And consumers have been paying with cash for centuries. It's the oldest form of bartering in the world. And it's completely anonymous. That's why customers like to, to pay, use cash. Um, it keeps them on a budget, like you said earlier. So I don't think it's something you can ignore, but I also implore them to look at ways to automate that, right? Yes. If, you, if you're handling cash, lots of it the wrong way, it could get expensive and you, you could deal with some some headaches with that. Right. And we've got systems that help overcome that. And I would just encourage any team to really look at the whole picture. It doesn't have to be you know one extreme or the other, but um, it really starts with consumer choice and making the right investments to make a great customer experience out of it. I think that's really well put and a good thing to a good note to end on here today. Uh, David Barkley, VP of Marketing at Tidal. David, thank you so much for joining us and talking about this trend that you're seeing and how teams can really improve their operations in this way, uh, how venues can uh, can operate with more efficiency when it comes to their cash. We appreciate it very much. 
Thank you, Tyler. Always good to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. For more, head over to Tydell's website and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Uh, we have a Made in America episode we've done with Tydell, really featuring some of their products and the amazing things they're doing in the world of cash. So stay tuned for more from Tydell. But for this episode, for David Barkley, my guest, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.